And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN podcast number four. And you just heard uh, the first goal of Bas Dost at minute 62 against Shafs, uh yesterday's game, which today we'll be talking about. So without any further delays, let me introduce you to uh, our panel today. Today we have a very special guest. So Bruno Mendes, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good, man. The uh, the dream continues. We are five points away, um, so one can only still continue to hope, which is good. Okay, that's that's really nice to hear, man. Uh, Leon Interno, what's up? Hello, everyone. Sporting ones on a difficult pitch, so I'm perfect. We are on the race for the title. Excellent, excellent. Now, our very special guest for all the way from Portugal, Nuno Valienes. How you doing, Nuno? I'm all right, guys. Thanks, thanks for the invitation. Um, in such an early uh, stage for Sporting 160, the English version. So thank you for having me, and I'm, I'm glad to join you guys today. Well, thank you so much for accepting uh, our invitation. It, it is an honor to have you on our show today. So let's uh, go over the game really fast. I'm just going to give you the lineup uh, between the pipes. It was uh, Rui Patricio. Uh, then we had uh, Mizik, right fullback, amazingly, uh, his first start for Sporting Club Portugal. Then we had, uh, we had uh, El Patron, Coates, Jeremy Mathieu, and Bruce Cesar, a left back. Then we had Brian Ruiz in midfield, Bataglia, William Carvalho, Ruben Ribeiro. Up front, we had uh, Freddy Montero and Gelsa Martins. So, Leão Interno, I'm going to let you go first. Give me uh, a recap of uh, the game against uh, Chaves that we won 2-1 yesterday? For me, uh, it was a pure display on the first half. Uh, Mizic and William played well, but uh, it was obvious that we need a player in the middle to make the connection with uh, the forwards and build the game. Uh, Jesus read the game well and replaced Mizic by Dost, making Brian go down to the midfield and for me, that was decisive for the victory. Okay, good. Uh, Brun Mendes, uh, give me uh, your two cents. Yeah, so uh, first half, Shavs, I think, played us perfectly because, as we all know, Spartan are very, very good attacking on the flanks, and I think Shavs did a pretty good well defending the flanks. They didn't really give our players too much space. Uh, Jelson looked, you know, the most liveliest uh, going up, creating. Uh, Bataglia, absolutely sensational. Um, and Ruben Ribeiro, a player who gets a lot of um, criticism. I think he had a very solid display as well. Second half, we saw Spartan um, able to change their tactics a little bit. Uh, we were able to attack the flanks more, uh, which enabled us to open up the game a little bit more and control the game uh, the way we wanted to. Uh, Bas Dos came in and you saw you saw what was missing. Um, so I'm absolutely thrilled and happy that he's back because down the stretch with these last few games with the Europa League and as well as the Liga Nage games, it, it's going to be very important uh, for him to stay healthy. So hopefully he stays healthy and, and continues to bag in the goals for us. Yeah, I feel the same way. Within 34 minutes, my man scored two goals and resolved the game. That was amazing. So Nunu, uh, introduce yourself now. 
and uh, tell us uh, how you felt about the game. Uh, well, for those that, that know me, I'm just a random sporting supporter, a few years in London, uh, suffering from, from afar. Um, after many years watching sporting in the stadium and following sporting everywhere, um, I was part of Juvelia for a lot of years, then co-founded uh, Diretivo. Um, but then I got kind of divorced with sporting for a few years. Um, haven't been to Alvalade for, for too much, probably too, too, um, I would say I, I should have been more, uh, watching sporting for a few years, but I was really pissed with, the with the last, actually, and curiously with the last title we, we won back in 2002, uh, I followed the team everywhere. So we didn't win in Stubal. Uh, we draw two two uh, against them, and if we if if we won that game, we would be champions right on um, that game. We didn't, um, and I got pissed, and it, and and the pissing <laughs> lasted for a few years. So, um, moving forward, uh, five years in London, now back in Lisbon, um, game box uh, bought back in Alvalade. I haven't missed a game at home yet uh, for any competition, Tasa the league, uh, champions, everything. Uh, so hopefully I'm contributing for, for this title race and all the, all the cups we're, we're trying to win this year. Um, and that's kind of me. Um, th those who know me or those who, who read me on Twitter, they know about some curse around me watching sporting uh, every time that I came from London to watch sporting. So hopefully I'll turn things this year um, by not just coming from London, but living in Lisbon again. Um, but that's in a, in a very brief nutshell, that's, that's me. Um, about the game, I think it was an awful game, uh, but I don't care anymore. Um, we won, that's, that was the goal, we won. Uh, it was good to see uh, Bazdas back uh, back in action and doing what he what he does best, scoring goals and help the helping the team. Um, I think it's because of the two goals; they were so decisive. I think man of the match should be should be obviously um, Bazdas. Um, but a lot of praise for Rui Patricio. Um, that that save with uh, the the game in still uh, nil nil. Um, I think it was ten minutes. Yeah, he made a, a fantastic save and a couple more afterwards. But that one was still zero zero, and it was a, a very good save. Um, so the highlights would be Bazdas definitely Rui Patricio Batalha. If he fought like no one else, not really playing well but it was essential in two in two occasions saving that goal um and giving the assist to uh to to the second of Bastos um and Matteo as well he was kind of flawless the whole game um but it was a, a pretty bad game to watch and I watch it obviously as always as as I watch it the games uh, whenever we play away um I watch it really late with the kids already in bed so it's twice the suffering because I know the game has ended. Probably people are talking about a win or a defeat or a draw or whatever. And I still don't know the game and I have to watch it. And it's easy for me just to go to 90th minute and see if we won or not. But I, I still make the effort to watch the game as if it was live. Um, 
but again, it's kind of a tradition now since I have kids. So every game away, I watch it like that, and we're still in the race. So I'm I'm not gonna change that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. We're back in the race. Uh, uh, Porto lost against Pass Freires in a very intense, uh, tough game, and that was uh, that was a good thing. As a Sportingista, we that's that's what we hope for that Porto loses two more games actually. And then also Benfica to lose a, a couple games. Um, I have a couple more questions for you guys in regards to this game. Uh, minute 90, the PK from uh, Coates, uh, he fouls uh, Javan. Uh, guys, uh, Leon Interno, I'll start with you. Was that a PK? For me, it wasn't. It was not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in in particular, Coates for me did a good match. Was decisive in the the first goal with an excellent long pass to to Ruben Ribeiro. Unfortunate on Chaves penalty kick. For me, it wasn't a penalty, but uh, whatever. At least we win. I'm going to be honest. I'll go next, um, really fast. I saw the replay, and to me, I thought I thought it was a penalty. I, because Kuatis, he kind of pushed him uh, his shoulder. But, you know, that's my personal opinion. So, yeah. Nunu, why don't you go next, Nunu? Um, it, one thing is for sure. He grabs him very briefly. So, the end is there. There's contact. So, in there would never be a chance that Hugo Miguel or Fabio Verissim, which was uh, the, the VAR for the day, um, if if there was a minimum contact and if there was one, so we can we cannot deny that. Um, I understand or I I know very well why they gave the penalty. I think it's too soft, um, but there's contact and and they saw it, so we cannot we cannot deny that there was a contact. But it was too soft for me. Um, but again. Um, there's context, so there's always a tiny little thing for referees to um, to hold on, uh, and I think they they add that. You probably I don't know if they communicated it with each other, the referees. Probably they did because there's a tiny a tiny little um, kind of second fraction they um, between the the fall or the contact and the and the, the referee to to sign the the penalty kick. Um, Probably there was a communication and say penalty, and they reviewed. There was no doubt for them, but I think it's too soft. I, I think it's. A, I don't deny the contact, but I think it's too soft. We've seen a lot worse. So, <laughs> um, but again, for me, it's too soft. Indeed, I agree. Actually, I agree, and um, I'm just. I just want uh, Brun Mensch to give me give me uh, his opinion. Go ahead, uh, Brun. Yeah. So just to make it fast, to piggyback on what everyone is saying. Um, Contact was made. It was a soft PK. Uh, I just wish when we played Porto, we would have gotten that PK too. Um, so it, it is what it is. Um, honestly, not not surprised by it. It was one of those that could have gone either way. But I think what kind of made it was squats was kind of losing his balance a little bit. Didn't really know where the ball was um, and then tried coming back. And that's when he had made the contact. So it was one of those 50-50s, I guess you can say. Yeah, well, my question is the following. Uh, that PK against Sporting was called quite fast by Hugo Miguel, really fast. Now, do you think the same PK against Befica or Porto would have been called? 
anybody. Yeah, no. that's, that's the main point. That's the main point, the duality of criteria. It's like uh, it's like what JJ said in the uh, in the press in the press conference. Um, marking a penalty against Sporting is easy. Yeah. Same same goes with sending off. So it's it's becoming easier. If they see a tiny a tiny gap, a tiny indication, there's probably some kind of contact. It's always a fault. And and. The reverse is that for us it doesn't happen like it was in uh, at Porto with Dumbia um, and and Dalo, uh, and we've seen a very soft penalty as well uh, against Pas Ferreira that fortunately Brahimi uh, didn't score. Um, but again, two game plays and we've seen three soft penalties. Three soft penalties. Only one was not was not actually signed, and it was in our favor in Porto. So that's that's pretty much the story. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's what upsets me the most and uh and most sporting fans uh from all over the world that uh penalties against against us it's like uh, given automatically but against our rivals uh it's it takes like an act of God. I've seen Ruben Diaz doing some amazing stuff and he never gets called for a penalty or a peak or, or a yellow card. It's amazing. Um so moving on. So now, uh, Bajdos's goal, uh, minutes uh, 60, 62. Was that offside or was that not offside? No, no. I'll let you go first. Uh, not offside. Uh, to be honest, once I was watching it, I had I had my doubts because the replays Sportiv picked were were always on the kind of on the um, how do you call it on on the perpendicular angle, so you would see. As if, 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 as if there was a line there and you cannot see um, uh, pretty much all the players in the, in the best positions. But the best angle actually is the main one, uh, the one that is kind of uh, the broadcast is, is, being, uh, is being shown. Um, and once you, because um, I was watching on, on, on multi-screen, so I have the ability to go a bit back, like 15 seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really add doubts uh, straight away after I've rewatched the main angle, but Sportiv picked always the angles that would give you a bit of a doubt. Um, so that's always as well, kind of not surprising. Um, and as as I tweeted today, I was watching the um, the game highlights on on Sportiv, um, and even Sportiv after I, I don't know how many hours after the game, after the Juiz final program, after seeing that is not. Uh, is not offside at all. Uh, even on the highlights, the guy that commented the highlights said, "Yeah, this uh, this chance or this goal has a bit of a doubt." Uh, and and he, he works for Sport TV. Sport TV showed the game. They said it's not offside, but still they kind of do the remark, kind of leaving you. If you didn't watch the game and this is the first time you watch the highlights, you got yeah, these guys were yeah, this might might be offside, and it's not. Um, so I'm glad actually that Nun Sarai, our uh, communications director, he had, he had actually a, a reverse angle image. I don't know who exactly took that picture, but right on the moment, or it looks like a footage. So probably we were um, we were filming the game. Uh, that's my that's my expectation as well. And we should, if if that's the case, we actually should use it more to justify some of the some of the cases we've been seeing. 
and it shows perfectly uh, you can see all the players in the best positions and the best angle and it's clearly not offside so there's no doubt about it that it's a clear goal yeah uh, i totally agree with you i mean i i got a great picture and i posted on uh, on twitter you see andre coelho his right foot puts uh, bass dust onto the game um mm. uh by listening to you and uh Ubrun brito it seems like you guys uh who's not sporting in portugal you're not too crazy about the commentators of sporting tv um so what's going on guys you give me a little bit of feedback it seems like sporting tv is not sporting friendly is that the case sporting tv no sport sport tv see si, see si, sport tv see si. <laughs> si, sport tv not sporting tv por amor de sport tv no, no, no. Si. Yeah. Some, sometimes sporting tv is too friendly Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's another story uh, you want to go first bruno if you want uh sure uh like nuno was saying uh on the the last news uh from sport tv they separated the f uh the first analysis uh the first analysis uh, the first impression of the of the goal uh throwing the doubt and after that they showed uh the analysis uh the analysis on juiz final to and they do, do not uh, do not uh, avoid the the doubt instead of um, how can i say instead of um, making sure for the fans what uh, that the goal uh, was not offside they they make more more noise after uh, about that yeah yeah, they made it more doubtful than uh, than what than what it was. Yeah, and I I, I didn't watch it on uh, on Seek, uh, but apparently the the highlights uh, were pretty much in the same or using the same narrative. Uh, it's kind of yeah, this the goal is we have doubts about it. Uh, it might be offside. They obviously showed the game kind of the way it goes uh, on the broadcast. The replays are always the ones that leave a bit of a doubt. So it's kind of um, the narrative is always going against us. Uh, I'm not saying that it's 100% of the times, but on the majority of times, it it still happens, regardless of the channel. To be to be perfectly honest, there's always a tendency of yeah, let's leave a bit of a doubt, or it's not completely clear. Even if it is, as it was this in this case, they always leave a bit of a doubt because obviously who's watching the channels are they're not always obviously sporting fans or supporters so of course if you didn't watch the game if you didn't pay attention if you read the newspaper and yeah it might be a doubt and Befica said it's it's offside yeah. and they uh -huh. watch it on seek and watch it on sport tv yeah these guys were uh were kind of uh benefited again by the by the referee and it's not the case so um i'm not saying it happens all the time but it's it it still happens far more than um than we see uh whenever Benfica or Porto is in uh, is in question well that's uh that's that's pretty sad then I mean I mean us from uh from here in the, in the United States uh like uh we're talking about offline we have football TV so it's gold TV it's uh in Spanish or in English and uh mm -hmm. we don't get to to hear the commentators from uh, sport TV and then if that's the if that's the case it's very shameful but you know nothing amazes me with uh with the uh, portuguese channels anymore um 
Uh, let's move okay, on. Okay, to, I, uh, I can give you, I can ahead, give you yeah. a quick yeah. example. As uh, as I said, I was living in in London for five years, and I've I I was subscribing BT Sports, uh, and for I think it was since uh, 2015, and not all the season, but like three months um, on uh, the season, they actually bought the rights uh, to show a few games. Um, and I've obviously I completely avoided Sport TV, completely avoided because I could re I could record the games and watch it whenever I want. Not not that BT Sport would broadcast all the sporting uh, games, but they would show Port Benfica or Sporting sometimes twice, or sometimes two of the of the um, of the games. Not all not all three. Um, and I got used to watch Sporting uh, or any football in Portugal uh, with. English commentators and being very obviously um, not partisan of one or two, uh, one or the other clubs. So, and sometimes the, their comments about uh, kind of the referees and the way the game went is is so you almost you almost feel detached from your own reality because this is not our football. Never in Portugal a commentator would do so good comments. So. Whenever I whenever I had to I have to watch the games on Sport TV, I always feel oh man, this is not BT Sport. This is really <laughs> this is this is really bad. Um, and wow. I actually got in touch with a few of the commentators there, and and they were very surprised that yeah, for them it's kind of natural. Obviously, if you're a supporter of a club, you you even un unconsciously you you would prob probably push to your towards your club. Um, but it wasn't the case with the Portuguese league, so they would be completely un kind of uh, unpartisan with any clubs. So the commentators were really pure, if you want. Um, and with sport, with sport TV, it's, it's not the case all the time. So yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. When uh, the commentators on uh, on Gold TV, like uh, I was watching the game on on my phone, it's just football. Yeah, it's just football. Exactly. Yeah. And the guy, and the guy, he he, he was talking about the game and. He was fan square, and I loved it because uh, I didn't feel like, oh, this guy is possibly Benfiquista or Portista. No, he was neutral, and I loved it. So in a, in a, in a way, it's a good thing uh, living overseas because we have uh, more uh, sophisticated commentators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So now let, let me move on to the next play that caused uh, a little bit of uh, amongst Portinguistas uh, controversy. Which was uh, the uh, the play at ninety minute plus three, uh, the PK that was never called in favor of Sporting by Pedro Timba uh, when he fouled uh, William Carvalho. Guys, was that a PK? I mean, we saw we didn't see too many replays, but we got to see whatever we could see. And um, but to me, I watched that play a few times. To me, it was a PK. Why was it not called? Why is why why wasn't the VAR uh, Verissimo, Fabio Verissimo, not inclined to uh, to call that a penalty. Uh, Brun Mendes, you've been quiet for a little while. Go first. Ah, yeah, I still haven't been able to find the play, man. Um, I was trying to find the replay because, like you guys said, there wasn't any replays. I don't even remember watching the replay on it uh, when I was watching the game late last night, rewatching it on my phone. Uh, so I can't, I can't give you guys an answer for this one, unfortunately. Okay, so the uh, interno. For me, it was a penal uh, a penalty without uh, ag lights. Okay, yeah, I feel the same way, Nunu. 
I actually found, just give me a second, because I actually found a link for, for the pen. I was trying to look at it again. But again, no replays, I reckon. Just give me a couple of seconds. Yeah, no replays. It's just the live, but I'll 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 share it on on YouTube, just for for the record. For me, uh, oh okay, they don't they don't they don't allow. Sorry, they don't allow links to be posted on the comments. So I'll I'll share it uh, later on. Um, for me again, there there was no replays on the live trend of the live broadcast, so. The way William falls, it looks like he, he, he took a pretty hard hit from Pedro Tibas. So, but again, no replays. Um, I've, I was obviously talking about the game and discussing with, with some friends. They, they told me that then on Juizu final, they, they look um, at, um, at the potential fall on, on, that, um, on that case. And it, it, it was a penalty and they showed another replay. I'm not sure if it was the replay of the main angle or if they showed any additional angles because they had a lot because that was exactly on the goal that Bazdas scored uh, the first one. So um, they had the cameras. I'm not sure why they didn't show. Even after the game, they didn't show a lot of the replays and in a different angles uh, with zooms and all of that. Um, but for me, um, I cannot be 100% sure because there's no real support <laughs> imagery support to tell me that it's 100% penalty it it looks very suspicious but again no replays we don't we don't deserve replays if you if if it's in our favor or potentially in our favor you don't get to see any replays i know that's again it's embarrassing it's uh i hate to say but uh i was hoping that portugal would be a little bit more sophisticated when it comes to that but for some reason um, I hate to say it, but some some teams kind of control the Portuguese channels, um, and it's it's a known fact. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, it's embarrassing. Um, uh, the best player, uh, I'm going to go first. The best player for me was Bataglia. I mean, he had to change from the midfield to the right fullback position. He saved the goal. He uh, he assisted for the second goal. He was right on. I mean, uh, talking about a uh, polyvalent jogador, uh, he's, he's taken over Bruno Cesar's uh, uh, title, nickname. Uh, I was totally, totally uh, impressed with Bataglia. He had to readjust all the time. Amazing. So, to me, he was the man of the match. So, Bruno Mendes, who was your man of the match? Uh, I got two. Um, number one, uh, Bataglia, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Defensively, he was playing midfielder. He was playing right back. He was going up, uh, never stopped hustling, never stopped putting on the pressure, as you saw uh, with the second uh, that led up to the second goal. Uh, I mean, what more can you say about the guy? Uh, he literally plays everything. He can even play backup keeper, as we all saw, uh, made himself big, um, absolutely sensational. It was just his awareness. And another player that I really, really liked, uh, to be honest with you guys, was uh, Ruben Ribeiro. I think he did a really good job, especially defensively. Uh, he was drawing a lot of fouls, which, you know, gave us possession back. And then the assist that he gave to Bastos was uh, absolutely beautiful. He just placed it so high and uh, so perfectly, just floated it up there um, that we all knew Bastos was was going to get there. You, you float it up there, he he's going to get it. So. Uh, those those two players were the most uh, that stood out in my eyes. 
Okay, good. Uh, Nunu. Um, I'm, I'm, I would say Bazdas takes it. Um, if, if we, if he, if he wasn't playing, I'm not sure who would have scored at least one goal, uh, not to mention two <laughs> goals. So for me, it takes, it takes the, the MVP for the game. Uh, a lot of praises for Patricio, especially on that key save uh, on the first half, still with, uh, with nil-nil and two more on the second half. And Bataglia for his effort, for his assist, he didn't he didn't give up on any um, um, on any uh, duel. So, but I would say Bazdas. If if it wasn't for Bazdas, I'm not sure if we would if we win the game, or if we if we would have won the game. Well, that's that's a fact because as soon as he came in, my man, it took him only six minutes to score the first goal, and what an amazing goal! Uh, Leo Interno, give me your two cents. I agree with you all. Rui Bataglia and Bazdos for me were the the best players, and I can say that uh, I enjoyed uh, Ruben Ribeiro, Brian, and William. Ruben Ribeiro uh, raised this level on the second half and showed what he's capable uh, capable of with a perfect goal assist and calm with uh, the ball on his foot. Brian for me is back into his best shape. Raising his level, being an important piece for the team once again, helping the, uh, defensively too. After his in, uh, initial situation this season, he's really uh, revealing a tremendous personality. And William is raising uh, his level too, S secure uh, defensively. It was another good game from him, and he was well offensively in the second part. Okay, great. Uh, now the JJ tactics. Uh, JJ played on a four-four-two. Uh, do you uh, do you guys agree with that tactic, or he should have changed? Uh, he should have played on a four-three-three or any other one that you guys believe would have been better uh, against shops. Uh, so Nunu, go first. Uh, I I actually missed only the the starting eleven um, with um, I think it was Mizic I didn't put on. Um, no, actually, it was Ristovsky because I hope Ristovsky would play on the on the right hand side. Um, I think it was. I, I didn't want Dos to play uh, on the starting eleven, um, and I actually tweeted about it. Uh, if things go well, I hope he doesn't play. Uh, let's save him for later stages uh, if things are not going in, in our way, and, and it was exactly like that. Um, I wouldn't see anyone scoring a goal, although Jelson had a, a, re a really good chance in the first half. Um, so it needs to be does that to to be in the game, and he, he basically decided the game for for us. Um, tactics wise, um, it was a, it was a pretty bad <laughs> it was a pretty bad game. William and Mizic didn't didn't really work. Uh, I, I think there was a lot of miscommunication between what Jesus wanted and what Mizic should have done. Pretty much the whole the whole time he was in uh, in the pitch. Um, at some stage, you could see Jesus speaking with Petrovic and Petrovic translating to Mizic mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. him to go forward a bit. But I think actually it's. I think the responsibility of Mizic playing better or in the right position or doing the right things, it's not only Jesus, because obviously he's, he's on the side, he's on the bench, 
but William was is different from Bruno Fernandes when it comes to giving orders, if you want, and to tell people where to play and how they should play to improve the team. And you you can see that we we've missed Bruno Fernandes not only for what he plays and he plays a lot, but actually for the whole organization of the team is is the coach inside the pitch. Um, and William playing alongside Mizic for a lot of time, things didn't really work out. William was, for me, awful, probably the worst one uh, in the game. Uh, and he didn't help a guy that was doing his uh, playing for the first time as uh, in the starting eleven. So um, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of divided between Jesus and William, the responsibility of someone new to play at least a bit better. And... Not to mention that William is the captain, so he really needs to to push people um, uh, to do their best. Um, so for me, tactics-wise, I, I think overall uh, it was going the way that I predicted, not uh, getting Bazdos in the starting eleven and only use him if if we really need it, and we actually really needed Bazdos. Um, but again, we played at some stage with four uh, new signings. Uh, although Monteri is kind of a, an old an old foe for for us, um, so people saying that we don't use uh, the signings a lot. Obviously, Bruno says it was injured, so Lumor had to um, to get in. Um, but we play with more than a third of the team. Uh, it was signings in January, so people are not really mentioning that. But we actually use more players. Uh, and shoved than uh, than we probably use in in any other game um, until until today until yesterday. So for me that's actually positive. Although we didn't play well, we actually use players. or I had to use players. Um, at least some of them could rest, which is which or the the best ones are the ones that play the most could rest a bit. So for me that's actually that's actually positive. Indeed, I totally agree with you. Uh, yesterday we played uh, with Mizik as a new player. We played with Lumor, as you mentioned. Uh, he uh, came in at uh, minute 14 for Brunceza. We played with uh, Montero, uh, which uh, everybody know who he, who he is by now. Uh, Ruben Ribeiro as well. So yeah, we played with four new players that we signed in January. That's that's actually a very good point to bring up because, yes, Sporting East is... Uh, all this complaining, how come we're not using the new signings? And we are actually. That's a yeah. good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. And I actually only, I actually only thought about it uh, after I've, <laughs> I, I saw a tweet from player, uh, player maker uh, PT. It's actually a stat, um, a stat profile from zero zero zero, the the football platform, uh, and they mentioned uh, four new signings in January played at some stage in the game. It's like, oh, actually. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really recall to remember that, but it's it's actually a very positive fact. We use some signings. Uh, more than a third of the team was actually new signings. We didn't play well, but we use players. So that's another story if if they play well or not. Yeah, agreed. I mean, uh, to to JJ's defense, uh, he didn't have time to uh, to train with uh, to practice with the uh, Misik. Uh, yeah, cool. He came in January from the get go. He had to play right away. Um, so you know, it's it's not easy. We we've had so many injuries. People uh, with uh, the fifth yellow card suspended. So it's it's difficult. And we've been playing every three days. Every three four days, we have a game. 
and uh, players are fatigued. I'm not. I'm not making excuses. It's the reality of things. There's no time to uh, to to practice. Like Sporting left today. Today, yeah. Sporting left today to Czechoslovakia, so, meaning that they didn't practice. So Mizic, Wendel, Bruno, Bruno, uh, Ribeiro, uh, all the new signings, they have no time to really get to know the teammates, to get to know uh, the uh, JJ's, the, the way he thinks, his tactics and all that. So it makes things much more difficult. Um, so Leon uh, Interno, give me your two cents. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Uh, Jesus did um, the best he could due to the initial limitations to build the squad. Like uh, Jesus said, there is a lack of routines and we cannot uh, create these same routines doing physical recovery trainings from game to game. Indeed, and it makes, it makes uh, like now they have a jet lag. They got to Czechoslovakia. So the main thing is go to the hotel, rest the players, uh, let's see the, what's for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. Then the next day, they're going to get to know the stadium. And there it is. No time for practice, nothing at all. Agora recuperar os jogadores. Brun Mensa, what about you? Yes, uh, just to piggyback on what you guys said. Um, the only thing is that I guess one thing I would critique JJ from the start was playing Brun Cesar at left back. I think Lumar should have started from the beginning of the game. Um, I think he had a decent game overall. He was definitely better defensively than he was offensively. Um, as Nunu pointed out, the communication between uh, William and, and Missage, you could tell, was missing. Uh, as you could see, JJ was uh, with uh, on the side with uh, Petrovic trying to get him to scream out the indications. Um, but that, with that being said, I think that's also something that's going to come with more playing time for Missage because, again, this is his first game that he started. Um, we saw the the leadership that we were missing without Bruno Fernandes um, in in the midfield. Um, as Nunu said, he's he's basically the coach uh, on the field on the pitch. Um, I have some other things that I jotted down, uh, and I think Shavs uh, played well. Played us well defensively. Um, their preparation, I think, was good because, like I said in the first half, they made it very very difficult for us to play on the flanks a little bit. Uh, but then when Bastos came into the second half, obviously we know that changed the complexion of the game. Uh, they covered the middle more, uh, so we had the flanks opened up more. So with all that being said, with you know the the more rotation of the players, I mean I think JJ did pretty well. I'll give him a B plus uh, if I had to give out a grade. Um, and at the end of the day, getting the three points is what's most important. But I'm liking that you know we're rotating the players more because. Uh, our schedule is going to get pretty hectic um, if we win again on Thursday. As we all know, we're through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So keeping players with fresh legs is going to be very, very important uh, moving forward for the season. Yep, that's a pretty good recap. Um, so now uh, let's talk about the referee, uh, Ug Miguel. Overall, what do you think uh, his performance was? Was it... Uh, a scale one to ten. What would you give him? Uh, the only ten. Go first. Mm, for me, I will rate him with a four out of ten. I think he blurred blurred the uh, the paint, and that's incredible how the referees sign for the penalty kick against us so easily, and they ignore penalties for us. I'm sick of of our referees, and with uh, VAR. 
and there are no excuses. Okay, tell me how you really feel. Now I'm only kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah, I feel you. Uh, what about the VAR referee, Fabio Verissimo? I, I don't know if uh, if he said something to Miguel. So I can't uh, evaluate this performance. Is, is there a way to find out, Nunu, or no? Uh, I think we won't, we won't know. Um, I was trying to think if there was a side of the two, um, well, the penalty that Chav uh, had the chance to, to score uh, and the potential penalty uh, on William. I was trying to think if there was any other, any other moment that VAR could actually have um, spoke uh, with the referee or telling him about it kind of to change decision but I think I think those those were the, the only two decisions that potentially uh, VAR could have um, intervened um, and funnily enough uh, one is too soft against us and the other you don't see any replays you, you there was no doubt from Hugo Miguel that it was not a penalty and he was actually well positioned in, in the pitch so uh, it's one of those we won probably because we won we won't do much of a fuss about it um but it's another one that could have gone a bit bitter in the end for us again yeah agreed agreed totally i mean uh uh, we won yesterday, and that, that was the most important, the three points. We closed it to Befica. We back in the race. And uh, let's let's hope that the next game that we play at, at home against Chihuahua will be an, a much better game for us Sporting Gises because uh, it's it's hard to, to wait for the goals at the last minute. And uh, you have to have a really strong heart. Um, so now let's move on to a couple more things. Um, I want your opinion about the, uh, our new uh, players. Misik, uh, how did you guys feel about his performance? Uh, Noon, go first. Um, I, again, it was, it was his first game um, in the starting eleven. He played a few minutes as well with, um, against uh, Mureirense, uh, which I actually thought he, he, he did well, uh, considering that we were playing already with 10 men. Um, and I wanted him to start against Porto, actually, because I, I I thought against Porto we should have um, a bit of a stronger midfield. Uh, so I imagine that Mizic could have played, and that's why uh, Jesus would probably um, pick him to play against Mureirense for a couple of minutes, although we were, again, playing with 10 men at that time. Um, from what I know, um, he's actually a good passer. Yesterday, you, you could have seen he missed a lot of passes, but all the passes were not uh, easy, short passes. He wanted to do something different and put the ball in uh, behind the defense or to either Brun Cesar uh, or Gelson at some stage. Mm -hmm. He actually tried to put the passes, uh, not the easy ones, um, so he missed more than he actually should, should miss. Uh, but he tried, um, and is that kind of play? He's not a. In in some ways, he's very similar to William because you, you don't see William really uh, energetic, uh, at least in the majority of games. Some games he's he's a 
completely colossal William and we know that that's that's when he he puts his Sir William cap and he does what he what he what he knows best but Mizic is actually a bit of a similar player um he's not going to win a lot of balls uh, on aerial duels he's not going to win a lot of balls uh with his head is is more a a ball on his feet kind of player and he has a good passing if you want um but yesterday i think it would be good to see um william uh, or actually mizic doing what batalha does um on a midfield with william and bruno fernandes because again the communication will be there uh, i reckon that bruno fernandes speaks better english than william and that's that's also something to be considered um and he's more um communicative and william yesterday i'm not sure why he wasn't simply helping mizic doing what mizic should should have done um but i want to see mizic more but again probably on a midfield with william mizic doing what batalha sometimes does uh, and bruno fernandes a bit of um a bit uh, a bit ahead of them uh, i think it would work really well and would it, we probably would see a very different message from what we we have seen yesterday but again yesterday the team was half new uh, we didn't really add um, um, left backs or proper left backs it was batalha and bruno cesar so it, it wasn't the perfect game to see Mizic play probably next sunday would be a very good opportunity to see Mizic play um but let's see if he if he gets a chance again probably not yeah. but it would be a nice game as well to see him playing at home the team more confident probably the the best team playing mm -hmm. um so he would fit a bit a bit better as well because he has a very good he has a very good passing not that he shown that yesterday but he's, he, he tries stuff different from what william and and the others uh, and the others try yeah, I agree. It's got to be tough for him because now uh, Bruno Fernandes will be back. But yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. That would be the perfect opportunity for him to show uh, more, a little bit about himself. Um, so, um, um, uh, Leon Interno, I'm going to give you uh, Lou Moore. Uh, how did you feel about his performance? I think he didn't make a, a bad game. He's young, has, uh, has potential. And I think uh, he will rise his level gradually. Okay. He was, yeah, he was better defensively. I think he was concerned uh, about uh, something Jesus should say, uh, say to him. So I think he did well. Yeah, I like this performance. I mean, uh, coming out cold like that to replace somebody at minute 14 and uh, blending into the game and gelling with the defense is not easy uh especially when he doesn't know his teammates quite well yet um brun Mendes, i'm going to give you the last name uh i would like you to describe the performance of ruben ribeiro ah my man yes uh ruben ribeiro uh shut me up yesterday with his performance which i love to see i love when i criticize players and then they come and have a good game the next game so kudos to him i think uh when lumar came in Ruben Ribeiro did a very excellent job in helping him, you know, as far as tracking back, winning the ball. I think he was a player that, you know, like I said, he he drew a lot of fouls, helped us regain uh, possession, was very good going going up, uh, going into the attack. He should have had an assist in the uh, the first half, but you know, Jelson couldn't capitalize, unfortunately. 
and he had a beautiful assist to Bastos. The only thing I will say about Ruben Ribeiro is I think in the box he he thinks a little too much. I wish sometimes he 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 has opportunities where he should just shoot. So I feel like, you know, have that confidence. Don't be afraid to, you know, shoot the ball at times. Don't always look to pass, I guess. Um, but I think a very solid overall performance by Ruben Ribeiro, definitely. Yeah, that was a great assist for the first goal. And inside the box in minute 51, he took a shot. And then mm -hmm. it was uh, it was a little bit wide. But, yeah, he had a great game yesterday. Yeah. Um, okay, so now let's uh, jump in into the preview of uh, the uh, – Europa League second leg of uh, we playing in Czech Republic against uh, Victoria de Plants, and uh, this is the the following um, squad list that JJ took with him: goalkeepers Rui Patricio Salan and Luis Maximiano, which we we spoke about him last uh, podcast. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So that's an excellent thing. Uh, defense: we took uh, Piccini, Mathieu, Andre Pinto, Coentrão, Ivanil Fernandes from the B team. Lumor and Ritovsky. So we have three center backs, and we have uh, Ritovsky that could play the left or the or the, or the right wing. So that's not that's not uh, bad at all. In midfield, we took Batagli, Bruno Fernandes, Rafael Barbosa. What a pleasant surprise! I love that kid uh, from the B team. Uh, Pelinha, Acuna, Misic, Wendell. I hope he plays. Uh, not Misic. Misic is not a. Is is not um no Mizic Mizic is not is not um is not on the team because he, he played with uh, Rijeka so he can he cannot be with us. But they still took him. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, yeah he flew no yeah he flew with the team yeah. but he yeah you're right he flew yeah. with the team yeah. but he's not he's not able is to it, play yeah. Isn't Wendell another player that they didn't um put in the the Europa no. competition you're, you're, or am I wrong? Wendell, Wendell Lumor and Mizic as well. Yeah. Yeah, you you're correct, but he still flew with the team. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's to get to know them better uh, or practice because it's still going to practice in uh, Czech yeah. Republic. Yeah, I guess it's a way of showing you know how to prepare for these type of games. You know what the ritual is. You know how. To, so it's it's always good. Yeah, I mean you still have to uh, when you go away. You still have to play uh, scrimmage games once against each other. So you still need twenty three plays to make two teams to play once once against another. Uh, right. then, then it was Petrovic, Chelsea, and Brian Ruiz. And then the strikers, the, we have Montero, Basdost, and Ronald Tavares, another player, player from the B team. So that's that's great. So now, guys, uh, what, what are you expecting from this game? Nuno, go first. Um, well, I'm expecting to go through. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how. <laughs> uh, I expect to go through again. Having seen the game that we we've seen yesterday, I don't really care how we actually go through. I just want to go through. Um, if things go the way that I want, I I, I think Zen will will try will, will make a very strong entrance as normally they they're two nil behind, so they probably want to score soon. And I hope we can kind of um, avoid that for as much time as we want. But I think we won't be uh very keen on settling um settling the game straight away and trying to score very quickly uh, i think we'll we'll kind of hold back and see what zen is actually trying to do um and then try to to score um whenever we can but i don't think we'll 
maybe I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be completely wrong, but I don't I don't think we'll we'll probably be kind of on the on the kind of expecting to see what uh, what what Zen will will do, um, and then try to strike them um, and pretty much kill um, the game for us. Because if we score there, uh, especially if we score first. Um, we're 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 through. There's there's I don't think there's no way. After seeing them play Novala, it's it's they're really bad. They're really bad. Um, <laughs> we could have we could have settled the game straight away. The game was well, the the whole uh, the whole two games uh, straight away. In, uh, I think if we scored another one in Novala, we we would be done. Um, and we could probably manage a bit more the team um, um, this this Thursday. Um, but I expect, as usual, that they're too nil behind. They're playing home. They have to give their best. They're not winning as well on their league, so I think they draw the last game as well. Yeah, they draw um, two too. Mm -hmm. So they're not playing that well. I'm not really surprised, but they're not playing really well anyway. Uh, and they're back from their winter pause, so that's that's probably something we need to consider. Uh, but I expect to go through, regardless how. Um, I, I don't expect anything else. Okay. Your quick prediction. Uh, I think it. I, I think we might draw. I think we might draw. Uh, okay. One one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Something. Okay. I'm not sure if we score. I hope we score first because we'll we'll watch a game far more uh, relaxed. If they score first, I think we scored anyway, uh, but it would probably be another one of those games like, please don't score another one. So I hope we score first, but I expect us not to really push because uh, we have a, a key a key game as well against Riwava on Sunday. So I don't think uh, Jesus will want the team to, um, to be really uh, on a high level if you want. Yeah, indeed. I agree with you. So um, Leon Interno, go ahead. I hope we go through, and uh, it will be better if we win the game and earn more points for the ranking. I bet on the uh, victory two-one for it. For oh, for Sporting. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I like that. Uh, Brun Mendes. Yeah, um, I'm expecting a tight game. Uh, we're coming off a short week, so I think fatigue is going to kick in a little bit in the second half. We're also without Kuwats and William, I believe. So, look for Andre Pinto to be in the lineup. And, you know, he always does a solid job when he comes in. Um, I don't hope that we pass. I expect us to pass because, obviously, on paper, we are the better team. Um, so I'm expecting us to go. I was on record on the last podcast of saying it was going to be 1-1, and I'm sticking with that, uh, just mainly because it's the short week. You got the traveling. And I think it's more more fatigue than anything else that will kick in. I think if we can get that early goal, um, it will be very beneficial for us because we can play and control the game to how we want it to be. Yeah, I agree. If we scored first, I think uh, the game is a wrap, and uh... – We'll actually win two, three, nothing. Um, just to remind everyone, Coates won't play. William won't play because they accumulated yellow cards. Also, in the injury list, we have uh, Bruno Cesar. He got injured yesterday. Rafael Leão is still uh, injured. Podence is is going to be injured for a while. And Dumbia. So uh, those six players will not be uh, at all at all playing against uh, Victoria Plants. 
Uh, so, okay, so now let's um, let's move on, and uh, my prediction will be uh, three nothing Sporting. Um, uh, a little bit of bad news. Uh, one of our dear um, uh, Sportingistas uh, passed away recently, Daniel Raimundo. Um, well, uh, my brother, rest in peace, and uh, I'm so sorry about that. Um, now we're going to move on to the next segment, which will be uh, asking Nuna uh, a few questions. He's uh, He's uh, pretty good with marketing, so I'll go first with my uh, with one of my questions. I only have two. Uh, Nunu, um, do you see the Sporting TV uh, being a reality here in the United States and Canada? Um, well, we've talked about we had a, we had a debrief before before the podcast, <laughs> so we we've, we 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 took the chance to to share a few ideas. Um, as I was saying. Back, uh, back before we started. Um, I came from London back in June last year. Um, I subscribed to Vodafone as my uh, internet provider, broadband, whatever, not TV. Um, and back then, Vodafone and a couple, I think two more uh, providers, uh, TV providers, still didn't, didn't really um, add Sporting TV as, as an available channel. Uh, it was only Noj, Mayo, and the main ones. So even for the fun, which is a, a very big one, if you want, probably the third um, in Portugal uh, in terms of uh, providing those kind of services, uh, Sporting TV was still not available on Vodafone. I didn't even remember or uh, recall to make sure that Sporting TV was available on Vodafone. Um, but the few days before I actually signed, um, there was some news that... Um, from I think it was July or mid summer um, that Sporting TV was was becoming available on all provider TV providers in Portugal. So if even in Portugal after I think Sporting TV is what now uh, three years four years I'm not completely sure about um, how, when it was launched probably even more than that um, e even if in if, if in Portugal only last summer the channel was made available to every TV provider, um, there's probably your answer. It, it, it's probably more complicated than we actually think it is uh, to make the channel available on different platforms or providers. Um, but I'm since day one that I think Sporting because it's not it's a, a free channel. It's not it's not a paid channel. Um, Sporting should make all the efforts to make the channel available um, to all, at least members who pay their uh, their membership and all of that, at least to make the channel available um, either on the website or either on YouTube live channels, something like that. It should be it should be available. Thinking about everyone that is Sportingista, but more, uh, but even more on 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 those supporters that live abroad. Um, it should it should be almost a right for who's 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 a, a sporting supporter to have access an easy access to to the channel and not via any illegal stream or via any dodgy stream or whatever it should make should be made available by the club um, either on the website giving a full official stamp or either using YouTube or something that make the, the access to the channel easy. 
Um, and we will actually talk about, even if it's not 24-7, at least the main games for, um, obviously, uh, Sporting B team, probably the under-19 as well, which always uh, is already a, a good football to, to watch. Um, the women's team, uh, handball, and whatever not modalities that we have, each, at least those big games, senior games, uh, should be made available on the website. We have the channel, we have the rights for the transmissions for for, for, for the broadcast on pretty much all the all the games. So there should be sporting should really made a, make an effort to make that a reality for you guys especially, but for everyone that is abroad. I was in London. I didn't subscribe to any. Uh, Portuguese uh, TV provider. Um, whenever I wanted to watch, I obviously had to pick my own dodgy links and whatever. Um, but it it would be far easier and far more um, pleasurable if you want to go on our website, log in, uh, even if it was on a subscription kind of mode, as if um, as we have as well with uh, with sport with journal sporting. You subscribe. I think it's 20 euros per year or something like that, and you have access to the channel, to the to the newspaper, um, on digital, on a PDF every week. So why not think about something like that? There will probably be a lot of sporting issues willing to give 10 euros more a year or 20 euros to have access to to the um, uh, to the to sporting TV uh, every day of the week, every every time they want. So probably sporting is also missing some kind of revenue not thinking about that possibility um but going back to your question if there if even last summer there was a there, there was still not um the channel available on all tv providers uh, to think about other countries and international markets it's it's probably more complicated than that that we think it is i, I don't think it should be because i see the channel on tv why there's not a replication of that channel on our website or on youtube live um but yeah. yeah i i do like i do like martin i do like sporting but i don't know that <laughs> that many details about it but i think it it should be something sporting should really take a good look at um even for evangelization if you want of your kids and your cousins and your family it's it, it's it's probably the best way for people to feel connected more often than they actually are with social media and all of that which you are anyway but to see sporting play live and not only football but uh hockey and volleyball and whatever not it's 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 almost you grab you grab supporters from a very early age if they see if they see our shirts playing on tv so or on tv or on youtube or whatever so it should it sporting should really consider to to improve that area for sure well i hope sporting is listening to what because uh, i totally agree i mean i do have the uh, the uh, digital newspaper it's uh, it's uh, it's not expensive at all like you said only 22 uh euros which was like 24 dollars uh yeah and uh i read it every every week uh i can actually pace myself with with portions of it and uh they do a really extremely good job and you can they save every newspaper so you can go back yeah. and forth uh that's how i got to know about the 22 titles of uh, the sporting history about Peru Teo, 
Uh, it just, uh, it's just, it's a very good newspaper and it's not expensive at all. If they, if they would ask me, hey, the uh, Sporting TV will be available well, uh, for you guys, if you want to pay ten more dollars or even fifteen more dollars, I'll be—I would be willing to do so. Um, yeah. I'm a—I'm a fanatic with modalidades. I love to watch a good hockey team. I'm, mm -hmm. uh, I like to watch a good handball team, volleyball team. That's my thing. I got to watch the whole uh, hockey team, the Sporting one against uh, uh, Liceo de Coruña. Five. What a game! What a what game! What a game! But yeah. you know—you know how I found the link. I found the link through a record. Uh, they no, Ujogu, Ujogu. They had a video clip and they said, "Here's the recap," and it was actually the whole game. So, yeah. so I watched the whole game and what a beautiful thing. Uh, that's why you know uh, there's a lot of sporting issues here in the U.S. and the East Coast. They would buy, they would buy the uh, the, the channel. They would pay the the, the uh, monthly fee to watch Sporting TV. It's a question of pride. Mm -hmm. It's a question of uh, leaving the club on a daily basis and uh, it's a shame that uh, uh, someone for sporting is not studying the possibility of looking into uh, the american and canadian uh, uh, um, uh, sporting tv here in in uh, in, uh, in the east coast uh, yeah. with that said um brunmage do you have a question for nunu yeah i got a couple i got the two from danny that he wanted me to ask and then i have mine as well so let me go ahead and get started. So Danny, Danny is a two-part question. I'll start with the first part. And his question for you is, how did it feel moving away and not accompanying Spartan as easy as you used to? Um, I, I've actually, I've actually been discussing that with my wife because um, people say that when you move well if you guys you guys live there on a permanent basis i i move to a different country for temporarily um right. already with a very strong background of going to alvalade watching the games and all of that so mm -hmm. normally you normally the, the story goes that if if you move abroad you you live things more intensively because you're away and you've been to the city i don't know how many times in your life and you you cannot go to the city maybe every two weekends or whatever so you do feel more you you want to feel more you want to know more about the club probably more than you actually want to know here because it it's it's a given fact that the club is just there one hour uh, by car and you can go whenever you want and there's always newspaper so you've even if you don't want, you end up seeing stuff about sporting and you read you read stuff and you watch the channel and everything. So being away, you do leave things more intensively. And I, and I had that for five years. Uh, I would watch every game religiously, um, same way I do now uh, on the away games, always when the kids were, uh, were in bed. Um, so late, late hours, I would watch the game on my own, quiet in my in my living room <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but now that i'm back it's actually got worse because now i'm going to have a lot again i do suffer quite a lot <laughs> I'm, su <laughs> right. I'm suffering more than i actually thought i would suffer because i oh, know now i'm going to have a lot i'll i'll enjoy watching the game live and it will be it will be great but now you suffer live uh, and i didn't and I wasn't used to that for five years. So now I go there, I'm obviously drink my beers and I'm happy and all of that. 
if we win every single game 5-0, perfect. It would be, I wouldn't speak like this, but it's been quite a very intense, uh, stressful season, uh, as you as you can imagine, yeah. especially having having goals at the 90th minute penalty. It's 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 been crazy. So I think it's a very a very typical season uh, in that aspect. Uh, plus, I came back on the first season that VAR is available, so that's another layer of complications. <laughs> right. um, so it is. It's great being back, but I think I'm I'm suffering twice more than than I was in London. Although in in London I thought no, I'm really living this intensely. Although I'm not there, I can go to the to the games and being in Alpha Lab with my friends and all of that. Um, I, I think I'm really suffering now because I'm really living it again the way that I live back in 2000s and whatever not when I when I was there every single game away and away and home. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm jealous. I'm jealous because this last, the last Spartan game I went to uh, was against Lazio when it was over the summer. It was a friendly. I think it was in like oh, 2000. Yeah. Shoot, I don't even know. It's been too long. It's been too long. Yeah, um, me, too, me too. It was 12 years ago. And uh, and the the only time I saw Giselle uh, the new one, was uh, when it was being built. My nother. Opa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going now in July, so uh, I'll be there for the Saint Julian. July. Game. Oh heck yeah. yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. In July, you'll be for the Saint Julianus for the gala for presentation. So you you'll are you staying in Lisbon or or not? No, we from. Uh, I'm from Aveiro. I'm okay. with uh, the Serra da Estrela. So, uh, but we're planning. She has family in Odivelas. Uh, yeah, so, there's, no, there's no way you're gonna be. In, there's no way you're gonna. You, you're not gonna be in this. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing means is a special mission. It's gonna be my father, my son, myself. We're gonna catch the the training Aveiro. We're going all the way down to Lisbon early in the morning, and then we're gonna spend the whole day uh, in in Lisbon or maybe the weekend. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. we'll we'll catch up then live. Yep. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. I'll be taking a lot of pictures and tweeting a lot. So, heck yeah! <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't seen you haven't seen the pavilion in construction, but now it's 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 ready for use and completely completely done. So that's another that's another thing, it, and it's worth it. It's 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 amazing. It's yeah, amazing, I mean the pavilion. To, to tell the truth, I've been following the slides that the uh, if you go if you Google Pavilion Joan Rocha, it'll <laughs> uh, it'll show you a slideshow of uh, every time. It was uh, it was get being built, so that's yeah. that's the way from uh, the United States. I was following Pavilion Jean Rocher being built, and then mm -hmm. I did I did donate. I bought the the uh, Decim Segundo Jogador T-shirt. I did donate money, and yeah. Ubrun Brit he did me me a huge favor. He took the picture of my name, and then uh, he uh, he sent it to me, and then that nice. picture is in my in my uh, wall of uh, sporting. So nice. yeah, that's for for the rest of my life. Um, but Bruno, you have any more questions? Yeah, there was a second part uh, to Danny. He also asked, uh, since you're a man that loves the breaking news, tweets, and all the rumors, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what is your biggest desire for the summer, and who would you want uh, Sporting to go out and get this summer? Basically, um, very good question. Um, 
well, we know that Rafinha is pretty much done, so that's mm -hmm. going to be a good addition. Uh, but we most likely will probably lose uh, Jelson and William. Uh, I think at least those two. Uh, and yeah. if someone, and if someone, and if someone, if someone kind of wants to spend 100 million in Bruno Fernandes, uh, I don't think anyone would be completely surprised. Do you think they'll pay that much? No, it's too yeah. much. It's yeah. too much. But Ooh. probably we we will get a very very high proposal for him. He's doing yeah. a, he's doing an amazing season. Yes, he's he is one of the best in Europa League, and we're still there. Mm -hmm. He's probably gonna go to World Cup, and he's probably gonna be one of the key players. So, I Definitely. don't. I think one hundred million is a very good release clause because if someone really wants him, it, they need to pay that. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get a very high proposal, probably well, more than even for Jelson. Well, what is it? What is it honest. now? Is he like sixty million the release clause or easy? No, no, no his release clause no, is one hundred million. Yeah, I th I think we'll get offers even if he doesn't go to the World Cup, which would be a crime. Uh, yeah. I think fifty million would be very reasonable for what he for what he plays in his potential. Is it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just. Watching him live, it's even more. <laughs> it's, even, it's the only player that I that I keep really. I haven't seen a player play for Sporting the way he plays. Bazda scores amazing goals, and Joe Mari was great. Adrian, but Bruno Fernandes is like a uh, whole different. It's just class, 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 class. Yeah, I, 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 I sometimes I, I, I don't get ashamed because I'm in Alvalade, so I don't care. I, I, I'm speaking. I'm speaking alone and saying this, this guy is just ridiculous. This guy is just ridiculous. This guy, <laughs> it, it, it is just watching him live is, is just amazing. He's an amazing player. He's probably one of the best signings we had for years. Uh, thank you, Nuna, for rubbing it on my face. Yeah, watching him live. Oh, sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the luxury of watching him live. But yeah, Bruno Fernandes is an amazing player. We got so lucky to Pushincha. That was the greatest deal ever. Yeah. And he yeah. only knows how to score beautiful goals. So, uh, uh, and yeah, I have no doubts he'll make the World Cup because Andy and Silva, uh, he's, he's not playing at Leicester. So, yeah, it's not looking good. No, it's not looking good for him. I don't think he'll make the World Cup at all, Andy and Silva. He kind of... Uh, uh, I, I, th I think he's going to take... Uh, probably he's going to be he's gonna be deciding between Renato Sanchez and Adrian. Eventually, I'm not. I'm not sure. Given if there's no no injuries for for anyone, I think he's gonna he's gonna pick one of the two because one is not playing and he's injured. The other didn't play for half of the year, but it is kind of fresh and he's he's important. We don't have anyone like Adrian, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see to see Bruno Fernandes play like starting eleven. It's, it's just a, it's just a different level. Let, let me throw you a name, uh, two names actually. What about no. uh, Sergio Oliveira? He might be, he might be actually called for these next two games we have. I think he's going to be called because he's been playing quite well, uh, and he's been involved with the under twenty one for a lot of years, uh, a lot of these, the years that he can, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I think he might be an option. Uh, I wouldn't be totally surprised. I don't completely dislike him. I think he's actually a, a good player. Um, he probably needs, but the thing is, 
he's a good player, but he can win. He can win the kind of his place against Terreira, not Danilo, because Danilo plays in a different position. But he's he's only playing because Danilo is injured, uh, not really because he really made kind of a very good game. He actually did well against Monaco, which no one really expecting him to play, and against Sporting as well. So he's he's actually been playing on a very uh, while Danilo was was not injured, he played in pretty much all the big games Porto had. And he played well, to be honest. So I, I think definitely he's going to be an option uh, for the World Cup. And he's probably going to be called now uh, for the next for the next two games we, we have. But I actually didn't talk about any of the potential signings. I think we, we're going to lose Gelson, so we need... Rafinha will be a very good addition, but we need, we need, we need an, another winger. Yeah, a very, a very good winger, and mm -hmm. a re I wouldn't say a replacement for Bazdos, but someone um, that can do with the same characteristics. Because otherwise, we change. If Bazdos is not playing, we completely change the way we play, which is not bad because it gives another option for the team. But the team is so. If Bazdos is fit, he's gonna play nine in ten <laughs> games all the time. Yeah. So. The team is so tailored for him. That if we don't have a replacement good enough or similar to him, uh, the, the team kind of suffers with that. So yeah. It would be awesome if we could try to get uh, Slimani back from Leicester since I, I saw he was out on loan. I mean, even if it's just coming in here. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he's playing, he's playing as well in Newcastle. So I don't think even yeah. Newcastle would probably want to sign him I'm, I'm not sure but i would love to take him back that would be crazy that would be crazy that would and be there awesome were there were talks about today nani is not happy in lazio and i'm not yeah. uh i i again that nani is not the nani that we we knew but if mm. if we would want to come back i i wouldn't i wouldn't mind it would solve a couple of games in Portugal in tight games, for sure it would be a, an amazing signing for us. Plus, just being Nani, a lot of defenders would be scared. That's that's something that people normally don't don't judge, but just being Nani, it, it, it's an heavy weight and people don't feel that confident playing against him. So even if he's not in his best shape ever and he won't be won't because be he's, he's already getting old anyway, uh, but if there's a chance to bring him back, I wouldn't say no for sure. Oh, of course not. He could play. He could play 45 minutes the second half, and uh, that would yeah. be great. Do you know yeah. something? Do you know something? Uh, no, 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 no. I just no, 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 no breaking, no breaking news, no okay. breaking news oh. whatsoever. I just read today that is people are saying that he's, he's looking for a club, and Lazi is not happy. He's not happy. He's not playing. Blah blah blah. He, he was injured for a lot of time as well. Um, but he, he, the games he played, he didn't really make the difference. So I would be happy to take him back. I would oh, be happy course. to take him back. Yeah, without a doubt, I'll take him back and uh, yeah. and uh, Ronaldo, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe Mario on loan. And Joe Mario on loan. And yeah, we go for the Champions League. And, <laughs> and Slimani. Yeah. Mario, Nani, Cristiano. Who else? Who else can, can come back? That would be great. Oh my goodness. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'll, no, make, I'll make a note of that. I'll make a note of that. Breaking news <laughs> for late, late, late May. I'll, I'll, I'll make some, some notes about it. That would be the dream team. Oh my goodness. 
Um, so, Brun, any more questions? Or that's it. Uh, I'm going to give him a break. I'll, I'm going to let uh, Brun Brito go because I still got a couple more questions, but I'll give him a break for now so he can go over to Brun Brito because he's been a little quiet. Okay. So, about marketing. Uh, Sporting has been promoting more and more autographs uh, sessions to promote interaction with fans and also to promote new products. Mm -hmm. It's a good marketing strategy. In your, in your opinion, is there room for improvement in this particular aspect? I think a major, a major thing probably it didn't get noticed uh, by, I would say, the majority of supporters. Uh, we we appointed a digital uh, a head of digital for the first time last, I would say, a end of October, November, maybe, um, we appointed someone specifically to, to be head of digital. Uh, for the first time in the club, we have someone really just doing digital, which is amazing. Um, and since then, we've been seeing quite a, a lot of good changes. The website changed a bit uh, in the way it works. Social media improved as well in some, you've probably seen the difference in some of the um, some of the posts and the interactions that we, we have. Um, so changes are being made in a positive way, but obviously it takes time for a club that wasn't um, completely ready for, um, unfortunately, uh, for, uh, for the digital uh, era. Um, we've been doing an amazing job with what we have um, and the indicators the indications that we have, especially pointing someone specifically for digital, and from what I know, she's she's really good. She came from um, from RTP. Uh, she has experience in e-commerce and all of that. So she's, from what I know, she's been doing an, an amazing job. Um, and you can see some changes being made. Probably the most visible face of that job is social media, because that's what we follow uh, the most. But even on the website, um, on Loja Verde as well, there's been many changes. And um, I, I think there will be more and more improvements moving forward. Um, so um, there's, a, a, there's still a lot to do and to improve. Um, but I think slowly we're, we're making the right decisions and focusing on what we should, which is digital. There's no other way around it. So... Um, by having someone looking at that uh, on a permanent basis, that's already a very good positive sign. But, that, but obviously, there's many things to improve. In every, even if we don't have uh, a huge budget for it, um, there's creativity that I think we should um, we should have more and in and kind of engage more fans. And there's many ideas that on forums like this and on Twitter, on Facebook, people tend to discuss. So. There's many ideas to to be to be read and to be discussed um, and to be taken on take taken on board if you want. Um, um, so I think we're we're slowly getting there, but there's still a lot to um, to improve. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more questions, Young uh, Term? Just one. Uh, uh, I can see your on on your Twitter that you are fighting some curses. And yeah. she is important she's no, the no, most desired. Not curses, the curse. 
uh, really fast in in that uh, I guess line of business you could say? The hardest thing, um, and this is not sporting related, but cross sector, cross industries, right? And and especially in hospitality, which is my sector with the, the area or the sector that I have, um, the industry that I have experienced for 10 years or, or, or more now, um, especially in hospitality, but I think also in football clubs, um, everything is marketing, like mm -hmm. everything that you do, uh, players, social media, the stadium, uh, advertise, ev everything that it's public, it's marketing. Uh, and you relate to that. You might not think that it's marketing, but you've you, you're marketed every single day by sporting. You might not like it. You might not engage. You might not see that it's marketing or think that it's marketing, but it is. And probably the club as well sometimes does stuff that doesn't think that this is marketing. So it probably doesn't pay as much attention or as much um, detail or the, don't focus so much on the detail as it should. Because everything in Martin, um, everything in a football club is is Martin. Um, so, and that for me, that's the that's probably the hardest thing is for a, a club or organization to think like that. That mm -hmm. everything that it does, it's Martin. Especially in sports, football specifically, and obviously in hospitality, which is the industry that I know. Awesome. Uh, and the, and the second part of the question was sorry. Something oh, that I said something, some something that you learned fast, I guess, in, in your line of business. Well, in hospitality, if you, if you don't sell a room in one day, you don't sell that room anymore. <laughs> the, the rooms are there, but the nights are gone every single day. So that, right. that's something you learn quite fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Occupancy rate is something very stressful, if you want. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. And my, my biggest question to you, um, what made you a Spartan fan and who is your all-time favorite Spartan player? Well, that's not the biggest. That's probably the hardest. The, the hardest second. question, yeah. <laughs> so what made me – it was definitely not family. Uh, uh -huh. I, I was in pressure to be Spartan pretty much my whole family, um, especially on my mom's side very Benfica supportive, not fanatic, but Benfica fans. They wouldn't go to the stadium. They were not members, but they were keen. And even my grandma and my grandpa, they were very, like, Benfica is the main thing in the world, you know, that kind of, that kind of grandpas. Right. Um, um, my brother is, my brother is, is, is a different kind of specimen. He is Benfica, but he had a girlfriend that, um, a girlfriend that was from Sporting, and she was always on the. She would watch games in Avalad, so we would join us sometimes, which was a bit weird. But I wasn't really <laughs> pressured by. I, I wasn't pressured by the family to be a Sporting supported. I never had that drive family-wise. So I think you're born the way you were born, and you're born with supporting someone or some kind of club. So mm -hmm. Sporting was the one that I felt. Uh, probably early memories that I had uh, that I really started to pay attention. Obviously, I was probably sporting the whole my whole life, but when
when I kind of early memories of watching players and remembering the names and kind of there like Figo and Vox and those kind of players were the ones that I've kind of started to be more keen on watching Sporting, going to the stadium with friends or family if I had someone from Sporting. Um, um, so those are my early, early years memories of sporting or at least paying attention to the games and to the players and whatever not um favorite players very tricky question um yeah it's always a tough I, one I, I can probably break them down in what in three stages okay <laughs> so early memories like the Balakovs, the Jordanovs, mm -hmm. uh, Juskovyaks, those ones were, oh, this, this is a, like, these guys are amazing. Sherbakov, when he, when he played and until that, that really nasty, um, uh, accident he had, uh, he was an amazing, probably people don't, don't really remember Sherbakov the way he should, because he was an, he was an extraordinary player, really, really amazing player to the level of Balakov, if you want, but, we couldn't we couldn't really see him for for a lot of time unfortunately for him and for everyone um jordanov because he's the mochila and i love jordanov he's, he was just jordanov and everyone loved him um oceano because he was probably the the first captain that i remember mark Aurelio, i love mark Aurelio as well um and that's kind of the early players that couldn't make it to the title then obviously 99s 2000s first titles that i watched live then i really watch every single game live away and home back then was eight, 18 or 17 so I, I i could go to every single match no yeah. girlfriend no nothing so like I, I was free um i could probably mention everyone like andre cruz and schmeichel and Rujors and Akosh. Yeah. it was such a, a such a significant seasons, two seasons for us that all those players have something that we can relate to. Um, so all, all that that's kind of the second stage of my favorite players. And the third mm -hmm. stage um, that I can really relate, the early William Carvalho when he came back from Circle Bruges, he was like, wow, who's, who's this Who's this guy? But he's still, a, he's still one of my favorite players, but is I think there's something wrong with him. He, sh he should he should do far more than he should because he's an amazing player. Um, and and obviously I've, I've talked about Jean Mario as well, like amazing when he played uh, Slimani because I I completely trashed Slimani when he started to play. I would laugh. I was in London. Back then. I would laugh with my friends, like Befik and, and Porto friends. Like, man, this guy's ridiculous. He doesn't play, but he fights. He fights. And then seeing his evolution, he becomes a favorite. Rinaldo, that people, he was an amazing player, but the way he gave himself to the game, the way he fought, that's kind of my prototype of sporting player in terms of attitude. He would, he would trash anyone for sporting so i would love i would love to see another another finado back um and now obviously kind of past dust Rui patrizio since 12 years or 14 years is he's been amazing um and now bruno fernandes is like on a whole different like yeah. i, I want a bruno fernando shirt that's the player that oh, i want to shirt. 
I want a, I want a shirt signed by him. That's the player that I want. Not none of the other ones. Bruno Fernandes. I want a I want a shirt. And he's only here with us for eight months or whatever. He's he's just. I hope he stays for his life. He's he's not gonna stay with us. But <laughs> it's it's just a it's it's just a different class act. Yeah, I classic. think I think he's a prodigy in the making for sure. Yeah, you don't want it from uh, Rui Patricio. No, I I do. I I want yeah, a shirt. From, <laughs> but now my main obsession is Brun. I, I need a shirt from Brun Fernandes. So if he's hearing or someone, <laughs> I wanted to. I want a shirt from him. I I need to get a shirt from him. It's just yeah, he's amazing. I don't think we'll we'll see a player like that anytime soon. Is is just is just amazing. He's just an amazing player. Hey, if I if I get a a sack from a Maya, I'll be all happy. Uh, <laughs> I would, uh, I would say, I would take it, but I would prefer the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it um, Okay, so now um, before we go into the uh, the last segment of um, of uh, the uh, podcast, uh, let's go really fast into predictions about the Sporting Rioav at home. I'll go first. I think Sporting will uh, will win against Rioav two nothing. Uh, Leo Interno, what do you think? The same result. Okay, uh, Nuno. Uh, if things go well this Thursday, I think we'll have a comfortable win. Um, it's more hope than other things. I, I just want a kind of an easy game to watch and with a couple more goals than we've been having, just to breathe a little bit more. But I think hopefully we'll be an open game like Porto and Benfica had against them. It's not going to happen. We know that. Um, yeah. It's Our not going to happen. Our luck, yeah. Yeah, that's that's bad luck, but I don't care anymore. Let's let's win one nil, nineteenth minute. Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh, we're used to it anyway, and uh, yeah, I don't care anymore. We've been we've, we know the drill. We know the drill by now. By now we know the drill. That's a sure thing. Uh, uh, Bruno. Uh, five zero. Bastos gets a hat trick. Hey. I like that. Amanita, Amanita, to get close to Jonas. Amanita, <laughs> he'll give me a lot of points on my fantasy league. There you go. I think I think he's going to show up. I think he's going to get a hat trick. He's my captain and everything. The the points will uh, will double, so I like that. Um, so go. now, without any further delays, Leo uh, Interno, it's all yours. Let's go with the uh, modalidades. I will start with uh, women's football. The women's football team beat uh, Union Frederiens by four zero retaining the advantage of five points over Braga. The next game is in Alkshet against Kadima. The under-19 women's football team won by 13-0 against Pomelins and won the title. About men's team, under-19 uh, drew 1-1 in Alkshet against Benfica and missed a good opportunity to do an approach to the top. Under-15 team won 5-0 uh, against Oeiras and will be in the qualifying round of the champion. Handball. Our handball team won 43-31 uh, against Bolognese and confirmed the advantage of four points against the rivals. The advantage will become only two points due to the division of points in the qualifying stage of the champion. Extra note for Carlos Ruesga. On his birthday, he was the, be uh, the team best scorer and continues to show uh, great dedication to the club and uh, interacts a lot with the supporters. The team finishes the regular round 
with 24 wins, one draw, and uh, only one loss. The next game is against Avanca in the quarterfinals of the Portuguese Cup next Saturday. Volleyball. Our volleyball team won the two games of the National Championship semi-final, played at João Rocha against Castelo da Maia by three sets to zero, and confirmed the presence in the final after the victory at Maia on the previous week by 3-1. Overall, three games to zero. The final will be against Benfica. Our futsal team won against Savage by 5-1, continuing their undefeated championship cycle and maintaining the six-point lead over second-place Benfica. The next game will be in João Rocha against Quinta dos Lombos. Women's Futsal. Our women's futsal team drew 2-2 against Santa Luzia unexpectedly and is now in the fifth place with five points behind Nova Zement. Our futsal women under-19 team won the championship after beating Benfica. 3-1 was the result. Okay, Patins. Great victory from our team in the last game of the European League group stage, winning by 5-3 after a bad start. The team was losing 3-0 against Liceo of Perugna and made a fantastic comeback, or like we say in Spanish, una hermosa remontada. The team ensured the first place in Group D, avoiding the European champion, uh, Reus, in the quarterfinals. Oliveirense will be the next team that Sporting will face in the quarterfinals. The next game of Sporting will be for the Portuguese Cup at João Rocha against Porto. The team will be very motivated for this game and will want to continue this beautiful winning cycle. Judo. Jorge Fonseca won a medal again. This time, he won a silver medal in the Grand Prix of Agadir, Morocco, in the category of less than 100 kilograms. Henry Egutidze also won a bronze medal in the less than 81 uh, kilograms category. Sergio Olinik was fifth on his category, sporting judo in a good plan. Be shocker. Victory by 7-2 against Nacional de Madeira, with victories on every game they made in the Marvilla League AFL until now. The team is in a good shape. Women's Rabi. The women's Rabi team won the first stage of the national championship with four wins in their four, four games. And it's all about uh, our modalities this week. Okay, great job. That was a really great recap. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, it's better than Journal uh, Record, Ebola, you joke, most definitely, man. I'm telling you, this is my sporting TV. Uh, so I enjoyed the, uh, the recaps you give us every single podcast. Uh, so, guys, uh, unless you have anything else to say, uh, this is the end of our podcast. Um, so this is the time to say goodbye to uh, our good friend, our good friend Nunu. Thank you so much for coming to uh, our podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for for the invitation and for the nice for the nice chat about one of our passions, sporting. So thank you for having me. Okay, Brun Mendes, see you later. Take care, Nunu. Thank you guys so much. And to all the Spartanistas out there, there's 24 points to still grab. Don't lose the hope. Let's keep fighting one game at a time, baby. Liao Interno, thank you so thank much, you. buddy. Thank you very much uh, to Nunu. Thank you very much, everyone who, who hears us. And uh, I hope uh, every Spartanistas 
Have a perfect week and saudações leoninas. E viva o Sporting Clube Portugal. Viva. Viva. Viva o Sporting. Amen.